Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Guys, this is Jonathan from the Kingdom Dynamics podcast and MelbourneUndergroundChurch.com. And I just feel impressed by God to bring this wider, broader message to the body of Christ. What we know is that Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3 saying that there are those who have a form of godliness but deny the power of it and from such people turn away. I had a vision the other day and the Lord was putting his hands over my ears. This was very interesting to me because I'm constantly praying that he would give me ears to hear and eyes to see and that I'd be enlightened in my inner man to to know the hope of my calling and all of those prayers from Ephesians. But he did actually say to beware of the yeast of the Pharisees. Now, the yeast of the Pharisees, as we know, is a religious teaching. We know that he referred to the kingdom as yeast. And we know that it was these Pharisees and the Herodians, the political leaders of the day, that colluded and conspired to kill Jesus. So in this, we see spiritually a truth that the kingdom in you is conspired against and killed by the level of religious thinking and political thinking that you have in your mind. We know that the Bible is constantly calling us Christians to be renewed in our mind, to set our minds on things above, to repent, to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, by the washing of the water of the word, to take every thought captive. So it is in our soul life that we find the battle. God is the lover of our soul, but we need to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. We need to be reading the word. We need to be to be dying to ourselves, taking up our cross and following him. You see, Jesus called us to obey him. He said, come and follow me. He said to teach them to obey all that I have commanded you. If you love me, he says, you will obey me. And so there is this religious Christianity. Now, let me bring you the kingdom perspective. In this scripture, it says having a form of godliness. That word is very significant. I've written a whole book about godliness. And, you know, I'm going to just try and summarize that book in one minute flat by saying to you that the kingdom of God is about men and women made in the image of God. That is godliness. It's God-likeness. And listen to these three points. Point number one, we know that Satan existed before man as an angel. 
that he was a cherub and that his name wasn't Satan. He was one who had an office in heaven. He had many functions revealed in Isaiah and Ezekiel. But he wanted to be like God. Remember that? He said, I will be like the Most High God. And it was for that reason, and sin and iniquity was found in him, he was thrown out of heaven, really, around this issue of being like God. Again, with the Tower of Babel, we see people were going to be like God. There was going to be nothing that would really separate them from God. God had to confuse their language. If you look at that story, God was really saying, you know, we, if we don't stop these people, they're, you know, they're going to be, they're going to take over, you know. And similarly with Adam and Eve, the Bible says that, that God made them in his image. Really, that is, the, that is not just about, you know, flesh and bone. In fact, God is spirit. So Adam and Eve were made rulers. They were made kingdom. Kingdom is dominion. It's king dominion. In a kingdom, the king owns the land. The king owns the people. The king owns the animals. It's called crown land. The sheep are called royal sheep. The cows are called royal cattle. And every word that comes out of the king's mouth is the law, becomes the law. So in 2 Timothy here, it's saying, have a, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Godliness is being like God. Well, what is it to be like God? It's power. It's power. What did Jesus do? How did Jesus live? He walked on the water. He turned water into what he turned water into wine. He walked on the water. He cast out the demons. He healed the sick and he raised the dead. He had power. <clears throat> power, power, power. Power. So these Christians who don't obey God, these religious people who claim to be like God but aren't like him, you see, 1 John says if we are like him, 1 John says that we should walk as Jesus walked. David, the psalmist, says we will be like him when we see him. John chapter 10 verse 34 says, you are Elohim, to whom the word was given. Psalm 115 says that God gave the earth to mankind. I want you to understand the kingdom of God. I want you to understand that it's more to do with authority. It's more to do with power. It's more to do with identity and sonship than you think. And I've been doing over 138 episodes of this podcast. I've been very diligently seeking first the kingdom of God. Now, that is not about a mindset alone. That is not about education and understanding alone. Seeking first the kingdom 
is making the expansion of the king's territory my greatest priority. You see, the words that God is going to confirm, the words that God is going to confirm is his word. He's not going to confirm your words. He's not going to confirm my words. He's going to confirm his words. And his word is the kingdom of God. His word is the kingdom of God. His angels are sent to perform his word. And so I want you today to seek first the increase of his government on your shoulders. You are the church. You are the body of Christ. The body of Christ is not the building. There is no man that is building the church. There is no man that is building the church. Jesus said, I will build my church. And then he took responsibility for building the church. And he gave you responsibility for expanding the kingdom. He said to Peter, I give you the keys to the kingdom of God. Whatever you loose is loosed. Whatever you bind is bound. Guys, this is the truth. What if it is so easy? What if your job as a Christian isn't to build the church, but to release people from bondage? This is what God loves to do, to release the captives, to, to set people free, to break chains of injustice, to loose the captives. That is the fast that God has called from Isaiah 58. He said, is this not the fast that I've called to loose the chains of wickedness, to undo people's burdens? Listen to me. God loves every person. Muslim, Christian, atheist, Hindu, homosexual, whatever. He died for them. Every man, woman and child on the face of the earth is worth more than heaven. Heaven is worth less than one man, one woman. How do I know that? Because the God of heaven poured out his blood. He, he dripped his blood. He died for them. Now listen, Hebrews says something astonishing. He says that the blood of Jesus causes us to enter into heaven. We enter into heaven by the blood of Jesus Christ. Heaven is open. In fact, the Bible says that we walk through the veil of Jesus' body. His body is the door. Oh my God. He literally walked the earth and spoke. And with his words, he said, I am the door. And he flipping well is. You and I, if you're a Christian, have literally walked through the body of Jesus Christ into heaven. No wonder I love Stargate. He is the portal. He is the door. You and I right now are seated in heavenly places. What is a seat? It is authority. You and I are seated. If you can just get this, just forget religion. Hold your ears closed. Don't listen 
Don't listen to those Pharisees. Don't listen. Paul says, run away from those who have a form of godliness, but deny its power. Run away from those who say they are like God, but they are not. I want you to receive the kingdom of God. I want you to receive the kingdom. The Father's good pleasure is to give you the kingdom. God wants you to receive the kingdom. He wants to give you the kingdom of God. It is a it is a free gift. Salvation is a free gift, but it's more than a ticket to heaven. You see, we've made a mistake. We have been preaching the good news of salvation, which is only part of one of the benefits of the kingdom. Jesus never preached salvation. He preached the kingdom of God. He didn't send those 72. He didn't send those 70 disciples with authority to preach Jesus. He didn't send those 70, have a look. He didn't send them and say, hey, bring them to hear me. Bring them back to me. Bring them to the synagogue. No, he said, you go and show them the kingdom. You go and preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Listen to me. The kingdom is not a message. It's a government. I said the kingdom is not a message. It is a government. His name is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the government of God. He is the governor of God. He is the Spirit of God. Now, there's got to come a point where you let go of your natural mind. The Bible says that we we cannot comprehend the things of the Spirit with our natural mind. The Bible says that if we, are, if we love the things of the world, then we don't know God. We need to get to the point, and this is where it's hard, and this is where I'm going to lose a lot of you. Are you willing to die for Jesus? Are you willing to die for the kingdom of God? Have you really let go of your life? Jesus calls us to lose our life. In the kingdom of God, it's opposite. We give to receive. You've got to understand, you don't understand the kingdom if you don't want to lose your life. Because what you don't know is in the kingdom of God, everything's taken care of. It's, you've been adopted into the family of God. Your citizenship is in heaven. If an Australian gets lost at sea, the army will come, the navy will come, the coast guard will come. It doesn't matter if you're a wealthy Australian or a, a, a criminal who's just gotten out of jail. If you have fallen off a cliff, the government will come and rescue you. If you have no money, they will give you the doll. If you're sick in Australia, you have health care for free. This is because you're a citizen. What you're worried about is, is nullified. You don't need to worry anymore. That's why Jesus said this. Jesus spoke of the real kingdom of God. I'm telling you, this is the real kingdom of God. It is a place where you are provided for, where God is your provider. Tithing is for you. When you tithe, you lock out the devil. When you tithe, God is empowered to rebuke the devourer. When you go to church, you're part of the body. When you love 
and forgive, you are heaping hot coals on other people's heads. God is going to bless you. He's going to pour out, you know, the Holy Spirit without measure. If you're not willing to die, it's because you don't understand how good it is on the other side. In the kingdom of God, you don't have to worry because you are God's property. He owns you. He loves you. He is your provider. In fact, you don't even really have to fight. Your fight as a citizen is to vote. You see, citizens vote while the army goes to war. American citizens didn't go to Afghanistan. They, did, they didn't go to Libya. They didn't go to, to Jordan. They didn't go to Baghdad. No, citizens stayed home and watched Netflix and drank Coca-Cola while they watched the army bombing Baghdad. And I'm not approving any war. I'm using an analogy to say that the army of God is the host of heaven. You see, Jesus is the host of heaven's angel armies. You are not the army. Your fight, in inverted commas, is to pray. In Ephesians 6, you see that your fight is to take thoughts captive. Your fight is to be a good citizen. A good citizen votes. A good citizen votes. The king of the kingdom told us how to vote. He said, ask and it will be given to you. Knock and the door will be opened. Seek and you shall find. In other words, loose the kingdom. I said, loose the kingdom. What if you meet a sick person and your ability to, to seek first the kingdom is to Pray for them and to not pray for them in some religious powerless prayer, but to loose healing. I loose you in Jesus' name. Why don't you start doing that? Stop praying. Stop praying like a religious person and start using your keys. When you next encounter a problem, I want you to do this. I want you to put your hands in your pocket and pull out a key. You know, obviously there's no key in there, but just imagine. And I want you to literally, physically put your hand in your pocket and then imagine you've pulled out a key and say, God, I unlock, and whatever it is, I unlock healing. I unlock favor. I unlock finance. Now, God is going to be gracious with you. Don't be legalistic. If So when someone texts you and they've got a problem, don't feel overwhelmed. Don't feel like, you know, I can't help, because you can't. You can't help that person with cancer. You can't possibly heal them, but God can. And you, as an ambassador of heaven, seeking first the expansion of his territory, you are going to put your hand in your pocket. First of all, you're going to cover your ears, not listen to religion, which is a form of godliness denying its power. But you're going to put a hand in your pocket, pull out a key in your mind's eye, and say, I release you from that cancer in the name of Jesus. And when you have a problem in your own life, when you have a bill to pay, you're going to look at that bill and your soul is going to manifest. Now, your soul was born in decay. Your soul was born in the kingdom of darkness because each one of us was born into the kingdom of darkness. The Bible says that they're controlled by the devil, even now, those who are not yet born again. So your soul has been programmed under rejection. 
So what your soul, your mind, your will and emotions are going to panic. They're going to freak out. When you see a bill that you can't pay, you're going to, your mind is going to want to go to that place of worry. That's why you need to renew your mind. That's why you need to read your word and go, hang on a minute. My soul feels, because your soul is mind, will, emotions, my soul feels worried, feels like I can't pay the bill, but the Word of God says that God is my provider. The Word of God says don't worry about what you will eat or drink or wear. And you make a decision. You stand up in your seated, sitting spirit. That's right. You stand up in your spirit, man, which is seated in heavenly places, and you pull out that key and say, I, re- I thank you, Father, this is your bill. This is your bill, and you're going to pay it. Thank you, God. I release finances. And if the devil harasses you about that, say, God, I thank you. I'm going to pay someone else's bill. I'm going to give $100 to that you know, poor person at church that, that's always asking for money. In fact, I'm going to, and if the devil harasses you about that, give them $200. Give them $500. Miss a meal. Buy them breakfast. This is warfare. This is taking the kingdom by force. So your joy, Jesus said, will be made full and God will be glorified. That's two things. Your joy is going to be made full. God's going to be glorified when? When you ask. Jesus said, ask that your joy may be full. What if it is that easy? What if it is that easy and fun? I said fun. To be a kingdom ambassador. What if there is run from religion, run away from those who have a form of godliness denying its power, and you and I are going to have fun because you and I are going to pull out keys and we are going to release people from debt. We are going to release people from sin. We are going to heal mental illness. We are going to heal disease. We are going to release healing. We're going to just go around loosing people today. We are going to heal people. We're going to set them free in the name of Jesus. That word means in the authority of Jesus. Finally, I want to say one thing. John chapter 20, Jesus said, as the Father sent me, so I am sending you. Listen to my previous episode, because Jesus was sent under the authority of the Father. He only did what the Father was saying, only did what the Father was doing. And only said what the Father was saying. And he said, as the Father sent me under authority, I am sending you. This was an army, military, rather, government authority term. This was about delegation of authority. This wasn't just about a message, as the Father sent me as a messenger, as the Father sent me as his son. Yes, it's all of those things. But Jesus was saying, as the Father delegated authority to me, I'm delegating it to you. But I know you don't get it. So listen to my previous episode. And what I'm saying is that Jesus came under the Father's authority. And then you and I are under his authority. That is powerful. We are seated in a seat of authority above every demon. We are seated in a seat of authority above every principality and power. We are seated in a seat of authority under Jesus. Whoa, we are seated in a seat of authority so that the purpose 
is that every throne and rank of angelic orders in the heavenly realm, God's full and diverse wisdom would be revealed through you, the church. That's Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10. Father, I give them the kingdom. Father, give them the kingdom. I release the kingdom of God. Would you receive the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is righteousness, peace, and joy. In the Holy Ghost, the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy. Why wouldn't you want right standing with God, supernatural sustaining sustenance of peace, and excitement and joy? Have fun this week. Release people. When you encounter a problem, that is what Jesus did. He went about doing good, destroying all of the works of the devil. What I'm saying is the exciting, fun Christian life for a kingdom ambassador for you is to release people, to set people free, use your keys, use your authority, use the name of Jesus, use the word of God, use angels, use the sword of the Spirit, use the blood of Jesus, use his name, cast out demons, raise the dead. This message of the kingdom of God is one of power.